Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Today, Barry, uh, as you know, because you're doing this with me, uh, today we've uh, set aside a little bit of time to uh, discuss some of our um, favorite or at least... from what we remember is from our childhood of uh, some urban legends. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. I didn't, um, you know, we, we start talking about it and then kind of, kind of looking back and looking at some, uh, some Wikipedia stuff. And, uh, and my, my brain is uh, being, being uh, shook a little bit here. Cause yeah, I'm, man. I'm seeing a lot oh. of shit. Old synapses are firing, and I'm having a lot of memories uh, from uh, back in the day growing up in our small town because, you know, we were in the prime area, really, for urban legends. That's right. And uh, stuff like that, yeah, in the prime time growing up there and, the, you know, being a kid in the 80s and the 90s. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, it, so we, it, was a, it was a different time. Like, people need to understand, too, because. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have the communication ability, mm-hmm. the phones. So, you know, a lot of this stuff was built around, these urban legends are built around that as a basis for life, you know? Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of time to be on your own experiencing some some weird shit. Yeah. You know, and there's also, you know, one of the those things about urban legends is... Every single urban legend you ever heard, it wasn't anyone who was a direct witness or a direct experiencer of these things. You know, it was always, I know somebody that, or a guy over in this town, or my cousin's friend, or kid, somebody at this other school, or something like that. You know, it was always somebody else. Mm-hmm. But it all, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, it was always, you know, had the air of, I guess, truth about right. it in yeah. some form. So, so, which is, you know, that's kind of adjacent of what we're, what the regular focus of uh, our show is about. You know, we want to hear people's true experiences. But, you know, these are some, you know, fun uh, memories and some fun stories from that I certainly remember growing up. And we and we were t- we talked about this off the air. So we decided to come together and do this particular episode to discuss some of our favorite ones and the most memorable um experiences with uh these these urban legends growing up so yeah yeah man i'm I'm excited so let's kick it off with one of my favorite um and this is this i can remember man i remember getting notes printed up by the school distributed through the school i remember seeing these similar kind of notes posted in the the grocery store and at local restaurants and all this stuff. And these notes were all pertaining. It usually came around about Halloween time, but not always. But this was always about LSD on tattoos. <laughs> the temporary tattoos. Yeah. You remember those? And yeah. uh, there, you know, that was the big thing that, you know, that bad people, that druggies, right. that teenagers that whoever were um you know the police were telling everybody warning everybody right and the fbi and whoever else but uh you know that that unknown terrible people were uh getting these temporary tattoos with you know that had like you know conan the barbarian or or that are blot- mickey mouse that are blotted or, in an lsd <laughs> yeah they're on blotting paper and then that that they're they've soaked that paper in lsd so that you know it will pass undetected as right. a you know just a kid's tattoo thing but uh then you know people take that and uh you know they eat the paper or whatever i guess i don't know well, um even I, I, I was just thinking if you put it on your skin 
and then you wet it like you have to. You got to do the warm, moist towel, and mm-hmm. then you pe- you slowly peel it off. I was thinking maybe it could maybe get into your skin that way. I don't sure. know. Uh, maybe sure. You know, it's yeah. possible. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it would seem that, yes, you could. I mean, it wouldn't be the most efficient way. Mm-hmm. Um, not mm-hmm. that I'm trying to help people on, you know, how to take, right. um, yeah. you know, LSD. LSD. I mean, if you want to yeah. take it any way you want to do it, hey, more power to you. Cool. You know, yeah. um, but, you know, that I don't think that would be the most efficient way. But that's always as a little kid. Well, first of all, I didn't know what LSD was, yeah. you know, or, right. or acid, you know, what it was, right. you know, but it was drugs, you know, and drugs was everything that was bad, you yeah. know, when you're a little kid. It's all drugs, yeah. you know, and we were definitely part of the just say no generation. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you just whatever it was, right. it was bad. You know, everything, you know every, about, every, everything's bad. Ba- everything's bad, except if a doctor gives it to you and then it's OK. Right. If doctor yeah. gives you heroin, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it's medicine. Right. So. Um, so, yeah. So I but I remember, you know, trying to figure out, well, how what would, you know, happen? And, you know, and, and even being told by uh, grownups, you know, if you, if a stranger gives you this or a big kid or somebody, you know, don't don't try to put it on don't take it don't don't eat it or whatever and you know like i don't know about you man but i was always like just shit at trying to apply any kind of temporary tattoo like that oh is as it, a yeah. kid. it never I came never, out good no dude, i never could get it to work yeah ever yeah ever yeah. You're, you're always uh it always just like halfway go on mm-hmm. you know you'd peel up you'd go to peel it off and half of it would be stuck to the paper Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then there's those shiny ones that were a little bit like maybe a little bit plastic to them or right. something. I don't know. Yeah, um, that were supposed to hold better than just the paper ones with the ink on it in the bottom. Mm-hmm. But like even those, man, I, those were crack and just you know we didn't have the technology that the uh, right. fake tattoo kids have today. So yeah, that's right. We were, appreciate we're... that. Yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because, you know, when we were growing up, tattoos were still kind of an anomaly. But now mm. everybody has a tattoo. And uh, it's funny because my kids are like, the first tattoo I'm going to get is, you know. And mm. I'm just thinking back, <clears throat> you know, my parents were not supportive of that at all, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Uh, it's just yep. funny how how times change, you know. Well, dude. Especially when you consider this, and I'm, I'm 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 fairly certain this is factually correct, but I believe Oklahoma was the last state in the United States to allow to legally allow tattooing. Yes, and that was not that long yeah. ago. Well, you know what though, and you know New York. It took New York a long time to legalize it. Like, oh really? Yeah, because people, th- you know, it, I got my first tattoo, not my first tattoo, but my f- one of my first real tattoos in New York, and that was the first tattoo. My first, first tattoo. My I remember first it. tattoo was done on a crackhead's couch in somewhere <laughs> in Oklahoma City, who had a just a vicious dog that I believe he drop kicked at one point in the uh, evening. Uh, it was just so, <clears throat> it was just a bad experience. Um, golly, man, and it looks terrible, too. It's just... I'm sure it looks bad. Oh, uh, it looks terrible, dude. It's, it's, a, it it's, a bear a bear that, it's a bear head that looks like a wolf. You know, it looks yeah. like an angry wolf. Yeah. Uh, Does it have, like, green eyes or something? Yeah, I think so. I haven't seen it in a long time. I, I, uh, I try not to, uh, to uh, I, look in the mirror. I've got a. I've, I remembered that shortly after you got that, I've got a photograph of it, and that I've somehow managed to keep. Do you really? If, yeah, dude. If I can find that, I'm oh gonna. Oh my totally god, that's hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah man. Remember, yeah, you yeah. got that. Our, it was our senior year of high that's school, right, man. Yeah, it's it right towards the end. That's right. right towards I was the end. eighteen, man. I was eighteen years old. Um, but that was so, totally illegal. Everybody. Yeah. Oh, for totally sure. Totally illegal. Totally illegal. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't cool either. I mean, it was still one of those things that you're taking a chance. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you might be ostracized by some friends and family if you get one. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, but but so anyway, fast forward, I think in 90, I want to say 1996 or 7, I went and got a, uh, my first, you know, sort of real tattoo was in New York. And it was not legal then, dude. It was not really? legal in 1996, 97, no. 
Uh, a lot of people, you would think so because there were shops everywhere, but they just yeah. they did they never got busted, or cracked down on. Well, and, they had other problems to right. really consider. You know, right. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, right. But yeah, it's not crazy. throwing shade. Just saying, you know. Right now, there's a tattoo parlor on every corner. And everybody's yeah. got a tattoo. Yeah, you know? dude. I remember going back about a year or two after they legalized uh, tattoos in Oklahoma. And, like, everybody is just covered with them. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, this is so different because it used to be – because Oklahoma, man, when we were, you know, teenagers and in, in our 20s and stuff, there's basically kind of like two groups, two social groups of everything. There was the people – there was – it was kind of, you know, there was kind of preppy – Right, and then there was cowboy. Right, and that was it. Right. You know, there right. wasn't a lot of a like. Hit. There were some people yeah. that were some rockers. You know, some metal and stuff. In our small town, you yeah. know, there wasn't a lot of diversity. There wasn't a lot of anything like that. It was yeah. you know the you know kind of more preppy kids right. or whatever. Yeah, there and weren't then, there weren't punk rockers. There oh, weren't God. interesting alternative people. Not really. Uh, it was it was kind of. But that was kind of, I think, also the saving grace also is because we were all sort of forced to be friends. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> but we were coming up in a time when those ideas started to creep into the pop culture psyche, mm -hmm. you know. And, and so we did what was natural, which was participate. Mm -hmm. And we did so at the peril of maybe some of our friends and, um, you know, just being yeah, from a very conservative part of the world. Yeah. Uh, some people got on board, some people didn't, but now it seems like everybody's on board. <laughs> yeah, everybody's yeah. on board now. It's no longer interesting or fun or weird or different, but uh, that's all good. It's the way yeah. things go. Well, you know, this, it's kind of us describing the general um, feeling, the general society, the general whatever of where we grew up, the milieu, the. Uh, if I use that word correctly, I said it. Now that was good. Was that French? It's a French, yes. Um, Love it. And it's one of those French words that doesn't really translate so much into English, um, or at least not as you know po poetically. Um, so anyway, we come from what many would say was a hick town, and we certainly were the biggest in the area of hick towns. But we were definitely a small town, and it's farming town, and you know it was country, and that's how we grew up. And you know we were uh, most of the town was either farmers or somehow related to farming or or pioneer telephone, um, right? But yeah, uh, <laughs> yep. but. Um, our area was very country, very rural. And, you know, <clears throat> one of the things that, again, once you got out of Oklahoma and got out of, you know, into other areas that weren't so rural or at least not so farm rural like like we grew up in, one of the pe things that people would always end up asking you is if you ever went cow tipping. That's right. That's right. And Sure enough, cow tipping is – that's an urban legend. That is on our uh, our reference list here from Wikipedia of uh, urban legends. And that's, you know, <clears throat> it's, it, it is an urban legend because that is not an activity no. that anybody does. Dude, every, I don't know. Everyone everyone would ask you, too, if you're from Oklahoma. Yeah. You ever go to you, – you know, you ever go cow, cow tipping and you're just yeah. like – Hey, yeah, like that doesn't really happen. Like no, that doesn't. No. That, and the funniest thing is, you'd catch somebody going, "Oh man, we went cow tipping, man, the yeah, other night." Yeah. You'd sit there and you go, "You're so full of shit, dude." Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I I just remembered this. Um, <clears throat> one time, one of our friends, um, who had a um, unusual nickname in high school and just after, um. That had a um, particularly sexual connotation, um, <laughs> <laughs> as as they all did. As they all did, but this one was, you know, um, uh, this one uh, <laughs> ran a movie theater. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'll just say it. our friend Dirk. Um, he, Dirk wanted to go cow tipping, and. Jeff and uh, and I and our friend Brett Payne and Duty Brown, you know, and Dan Edge, you know, we 
all knew that, you know, you, you, you just, this didn't happen. You right. didn't do it because generally speaking, um, generally speaking, cows don't sleep standing up. Right. You know, that's one of the things that people think. That, yeah. that, and, the, and the reason that you go and you, you, you tip a cow over because it's sleeping it's and, sleeping. and you know, it'll fall. It'll just fall right over. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's so wrong on so many levels because, okay. one, cows typically don't sleep standing up. Um, two, cows are huge. Yeah. Huge animals. I don't think people really understand how big cattle get. Yeah. There's no tipping to it. <laughs> you uh, and and like you know just it's kind of like you know think about it like this maybe this is a good analogy uh you're an adult person right get down on your hands and knees and then get about six kindergartners to surround you and try to push you over yeah and maybe that's what it would be like right. maybe but also right. You know, most people that want to go to cow tipping, you know, who are insistent on actually trying it, usually have had a few to drink. Right. So basically, <laughs> if you go, if you try to go to cow tipping, and or knew anybody that actually did, it's just like it's just people are too loud. Yeah. To sneak up on a supposedly sleeping giant animal, to put your shoulder <laughs> into it, several people, and try to push it over, because if you do that, that cow, if it was sleeping, is going to wake up and it's going to move. Oh yeah, and even if it's not sleeping, it's going to be like you know what the hell are you doing to me, and it's going to move. It's not just going to tip over. It doesn't happen. It it's hilarious, happen. and and uh, you don't want to piss a big a big cow <laughs> off. They're no. not necessarily real intelligent animals, but like they have, uh, but they can't do it. Or generally aggressive, right? But they can be. You're right. Yeah. You I once. Yeah, I once we went. My my dad at one point in time he owned a feedlot, and I used to work for him. And we got a load of cattle for, in from Florida, and the Florida cattle were always uh, there was a sort of a lore about the Florida cattle because they never saw human beings. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah. So they they'd round them up in helicopters, and they would uh, ship them out by the truckload, and they were crazy. These 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 cows were nuts, and so. We were sorting them, which which uh, which is a way of of uh, dividing the cattle into d different groups. You know, you do it by color, you can do it by weight. And I was running the gate, so I'd let the ones in that I wanted, and then I'd shut it for the ones I didn't. And this one just looks at me, man, and it was I just saw it in the fury in its eyes, and he just came at me running full speed, probably fifteen yards. I jumped. Uh, through the, I, I I jumped behind the gate and I closed it real quick behind me. He hit that thing going full tilt and bent. It was a steel gate. Yeah. Bent bent the steel guard. Uh, he hit it with his nose. He bent the steel guard. It dropped right there. It was immediately paralyzed and then oh, died God. about ten seconds Jeez. later. So you don't want to piss one of these things off. Uh, <laughs> because even, Man. even a smaller cow can really, you know, mess you up. Damn, dude. Yeah. So it's crazy. I've been yeah. I've one on one with 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 those animals, uh, but I always thought, yeah, cow tipping is pretty funny. It's yeah, funny. yeah, <laughs> it's a funny idea. Uh, Don't try to sell anybody on it, dude. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of times it was if, if it did happen, it was people just trying to mess you with know, people, mess right. with other people. That's right. That's kind right. of like uh, snipe hunting. Yes. Which is another, right. you know, at least where we grew up, that kind of a thing. Didn't you know? Cheers, didn't Cheers do? Cheers, yeah, Cheers had that yeah, on there where they, yeah, with they Frazier. Did, right. they, tried, they took Frazier right. snipe hunting. <laughs> That's right. Um, and he loved it, but, you know, because he figured out what it was. So he was trying to play the joke back right. on them. But in, for those of you who don't know, snipe hunting uh, is uh, this activity where you go and uh, snipe is, uh, the snipe is supposedly a uh, flightless bird i think it's supposed to be around the size of a football and there is an actual bird called a snipe um but it's you know it's a small bird doesn't fly comes out at night um and you get a uh, you go out with like a you know a burlap sack 
and they're not very fast. So you can go out with a bunch of people and you can go and you can just grab them with a snack. You right. just hit them with that bag and you got them. And that's snipe hunting. And usually that's something that you would do to somebody who was a little bit more gullible, who right. didn't know much about, you know, the country life and going out yeah. and one of them city folks, yeah. you know, yeah. um, so, yeah, so snipe hunting was, you know, that's another one of those urban legends to kind of like, you know, uh, be tricky on, you know, the, the out-of-towner, I yeah. guess. You yeah. Know. Cool. So, I guess um, another, you know, oh, well, this is one that we didn't uh, necessarily have in our, uh, uh, wasn't a local one, but I remember hearing about it as a kid and I was alligators in the sewer. That's right, man. You know, yeah. that's supposed to, that was New York city, New York city, yeah. man. They got alligators. In the that's sewer. right. That's right. Yeah. You'd hear a lot about that. Like somebody mm-hmm. would go, they'd get a pet, you know, mm-hmm. a little alligator, you know, not thinking mm-hmm. that, Oh my God, this thing is going to be a problem. Uh, and then, you know, flushing it down the toilet at a certain point, and then it just grow sitting in a sewer, just devouring whatever is in a sewer in New York, yeah. and growing to become a you know yeah. a real menace. You know, yeah, giant size, and <laughs> eating homeless people, and all right. that stuff. That's a great story, but it is a great story. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, well. Now you say that, but then you look at like stuff like uh, uh, the problems that they're having in the Florida Everglades with the the the, the snakes, the uh, pythons, the pythons, man. Because yeah. people people just let them go out there, and they yeah. you know they're wreaking havoc out there. So yeah, um, but that's the right temperature for it. You know, a place like New York City isn't really going to house an alligator for very long. You know, yeah. No, I I wouldn't imagine they would be very successful down there. But fun story, nonetheless. Now True. another one of uh, another one of my favorites um, as a kid, and 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 people I think they'll they'll know when I'm, as soon as I start talking about it. But uh, one of my favorite stories, urban legends, uh, and because I always I've uh, always try to ask people if they you know if they did this if they had any experience with this, um, especially early on in the show. But it's Bloody Mary. That's right. Yeah. I just, I love, always have loved and been scared to death of just the idea of Bloody mm-hmm. Mary. You know the movie Carrie, the Stephen King movie Carrie? Yeah. yeah. I think that movie came out about the same time that uh, I started learning about Bloody Mary. So, like, I mm-hmm. just sort of had that image of her. Oh, sure. You know, and and and, uh, and we'd play the game. We talked, you know, before about the mirror and you say your name three times as you're spinning and then you look into the mirror and you're supposed to see her, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't know that I ever saw anything, but you'd always hear people tell the stories that we are, we, we, we had a slumber party, man, and yeah. we did Bloody Mary, and we saw something, man. Yeah, you know? my, you know, my, my sister's friends, and they did this, and right. yeah. You always heard, you know, you always heard, nobody, you know, not necessarily anybody directly, I don't know anybody directly, I don't recall anybody directly saying it, but man, I was definitely way too, uh, timid a child to even attempt to summon bloody mary i I, you i wouldn't be able to get around once to do it yeah i think in fact i probably probably tried one time at when at the at the uh the bathroom at the when i was living at the white house i was still very young um and i probably turned off that light and just probably said it once and then just chickened out no i can't (laughs) do this not worth it it's not worth it no, that was that's a big one. That's one of the big ones that that a lot of people, as kids, you know. I don't even know if that idea is still around anymore. Do people talk about the young kids talk about Bloody Mary? I mean, dude, you're the one that has kids. I have no I mean, idea. My kids never really talked about that kind of stuff. You know, I wonder if. Well, you know, again, maybe that's part of the one of those things that just faded away when we had. Um, entertainment all the time with the internet right. and video games and all that stuff so right. the uh, you know but slender man became the new slender man replaced a right. lot of the scary things you know and boy people ran with it and it's complete slender man is a historically 
it's a complete fabrication. Right. It was created in a contest for a spooky kind of thing, you know, and and it just man, it went viral as yeah. as it could possibly. Mm-hmm. It went super viral. It's everywhere. And, you know, the guy who created it probably not seeing a cent from it, but man, even if, you know, still, I mean, and that, that he inspired those two girls in Wisconsin, dude. That's right. And all sorts of stuff, man. It's yeah, crazy. That's a real, stuff. that's crazy. a real sad story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Crazy, man. Yeah. But one thing I really, I like, uh, when talking to people about Bloody Mary is finding out the variations on the, uh, the summoning practice on the different things that you had to do and how, you know, how it's different from place to place. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. For sure. A lot of times they'll have a couple of things in common, but but they'll mm-hmm. never it'll never be all the same, you know. Well, it's it's always three. I believe or almost right. always three. Um because you know, three is a magic number and right. you know, in any kind of three is just has that significance uh in mm-hmm. human right. you know, consciousness mm-hmm. uh, or unconsciousness or everything, but in you know, cuz there's like you know, everything, you know, good things come in threes or bad things come in threes right. and you know, uh, there's the Holy Trinity, but there's also like the three fates, and there's also like, um, you know, three uh, original Star Wars that were good, and there's all, <laughs> all sorts of you know everything comes in three. That's so true, but man. Trilogies, you know, stuff coming trilogies. So I was like, I yeah, wanted, but you know. I wanted to like. I think the newer Star Wars are pretty good, but like, the first, yeah, the first three, the episode one through three, that they mm. that they the first round that they tried to come back was like. Just wasn't very good, dude. It wasn't. I had a friend. Whenever uh, the Phantom Menace came out, right in the theaters, um, one of my friends, Kimia, had never seen a Star Wars movie. Wow! Right? Wow! And it was just mind blowing, you know. Yeah. So we went and we saw uh, another friend of ours. We went uh, and saw. Phantom Menace, and we walked out, and the the other girl, me bet, and I, we were just like, "Well, that was kind of bad." Right. But if we look over to Kimya, and she's had the the experience true that you experience had. Right. that you would have had as a child seeing you know yeah. Star Wars mm-hmm. for the first time, and she was just like, "Oh my god, this was so great, this was so good," and we're like, "No, it wasn't. You don't understand." Right. <laughs> What you've missed out right, on, right, right, and what has been given to you. That's funny. <laughs> so, That's funny. Well, yeah, they've been, they've been making a comeback though with these newer ones, man. You, I know a lot of people are pissing, moan about them, and bell yake, and just complain, complain, complain. And you know, it's like, man, they're good. They're yeah. fun movies. They're good yes. movies. And you're never, um, gonna, you're never going to please those people. No, no. And, you know, it's like, and a lot of those people never saw the originals in the theater when they originally came out. Right. They don't understand what it was to have to go so long right. between the first three to come out and then we get those new ones. And it would, and then the time between those really disappointing new ones. Right. You know, the, the original, the, the episodes one, two, and three. Yeah. Then we get the the new saga that is a lot of it is the element of the story is is purposely recycled and reused as that's the cycle of the hero and that's the right. cycle of Star Wars and all of that stuff. Right. But people was oh it's just like the first one it's just like that it's like yeah they did that on purpose right they did all these things that are you're belly aching about one way or the other you're not going to be happy For just sure. enjoy it go into it with the mind of a child right and and it really experiences and dude I I, I will fully admit the this that when I've gone and seen those movies. I get turned. I'm a little kid again. Yeah. I get overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. I get overwhelmed emotionally and like I'm caught up and like I get really like watery eye and I've got yeah. to like I take a tissue in there and I like try to be you know. Yeah. I try to make it not obvious that I'm crying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just cuz I'm just like uh, so much I get overwhelmed, you know, yeah. and it's not like I'm sad or anything like that. It's not even it really a, an emotional was, reaction. I'm just like It was was a huge part of our lives growing up. It was larger than life. And 
to see something on screen like that that was that well done that put you inside that story we just never experienced anything like it george no. george lucas at that time he was in his prime yeah could do no wrong you know and it is like at that time. yes and when the first three, you know, episode one through three came out, I think we were also starved for Star Wars that we were willing to make the exception that, okay, these just aren't that great. And that's okay because it, at least we got Star Wars. At least we got right. three new movies. Yes. We were hopeful and they did get better. Right. You know, but they right. were just so like, they're, they're, the charm was gone. The. The use of overuse of computer effects as opposed to the practical effects that Correct. they were used originally yes. that like, you know, they're using little models for all the space fighting scenes in those first original ones. And they look yeah. better than they the computers. That's right. Yeah. No. Anyway. Dude. Enough of that rant. God yeah. Damn. Bloody Mary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, are there any on the list that pop out to you before I move on to another? Uh, well, I was just going to touch on Chupacabra um, mm-hmm. because that was one that I heard about a while ago, man. And I had seen a movie or maybe it was a TV show that they went down to Mexico uh, or somewhere in uh, Latin America. Um, forgive me for not remembering, but... Um, they the the uh, documentary took place around an old uh, mine of some sort, and it was it was supposed to be haunted by you know a chupacabra or something. But part mm-hmm. of the audio that they got from it was just this crazy, like like scream uh, wailing sound that they kept saying was a chupacabra. So piqued my interest on it. Um. You know, I, I don't know if there's ever, you know, th- then there's those, those, that video that came out where I, apparently there was somebody who caught um, some footage of, it's it, it's a dog looking creature mm-hmm. with, with, with a really deformed, uh, elongated snout that they claim is, is a chupacabra um, mm-hmm. that, you know, who knows, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's one of them that I kind of. I look at and I think, oh, that's that's a pretty cool um, folklorish type figure. Yeah, it's really interesting because um, I remember hearing about Chupacabra. I, it was either from like the X Files or Unsolved Mysteries mm-hmm. way back in the day, and it's been really interesting to see how the uh, the the myth um, and the legend of the chupacabra has spread from, um, you know, the Caribbean and South America and up into now into the southwestern areas of the United States, you know, and I don't know, it's really cool because, you know, I mean, it's, you know, a lot of people will say it's a cryptid, it's a thing, it's a real thing. A lot of people are like, it's, you know, it's urban legend mm-hmm. and other people will be like, well, it's some kind of folklore that's been, you know, kind of repurposed or, you know, that, in our contemporary society that right. is now it's it is what it is right. you know maybe it was something else before but now it's chupacabra it's yeah. the goat sucker yes you know and I, it, which is just one of the great names yeah for oh, you absolutely know. Uh, yeah, yeah you know you don't even speak the language and it sounds cool yeah chupacabra yeah. you know it's yeah. like oh man but yeah that's, that's definitely a cool one well how about <clears throat> pardon me how about a couple of the uh, the ones that these are the stories that you would hear at a sleepover or from a cool babysitter who was trying to give you a little bit of a scare before you went to bed. But there's the hook. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, which is classic. Oh, it's classic. Classic urban. Legend. Everybody's heard the hook. And Everybody's did, heard and, a variation of it. Yeah, and didn't it seem like everyone had the, had their own variation of it? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because I remember hearing one where um, it always starts off with the couple at Lovers Lane. That's generally, right. that's right. You know, Lovers Lane, making Lovers Lane, or making out, or whatever. You know, and ne- uh, I believe they called it necking. 
Yes, necking. That was another uh, term <laughs> for it back in the day, necking. Um, and, you know, they would hear, like, you know, uh, you they hear uh, uh, on the radio a uh, story of, you know, an escaped lunatic from, a, from an insane asylum. Yes, yes. Is out. And you'll know him because there's a hook. He has one hand as a prosthetic hook. And uh, that was his implement of destruction that he used to kill people. And so the girl would obviously get scared, and the guy was very, you know, like, oh, I'll protect you and all that stuff. And then they continue making making out or whatever, you know. And then, you know, there's some kind of disturbance, like a tapping on the roof, you know, yeah. or there's some, yeah. or a scratching sound on the back of the car. And, like, yeah. you know, and, you know, the guy gets out, you know, and this is where it starts to divert, you know, the ultimate end of how the story but like the the guy gets out and he uh you know doesn't come back you know right. and then the girl's like scared and you know and then lightning flashes and she sees you know a, a silhouette and she sees things like it's her, her boyfriend or whatever and then it comes up to the side her side and then she just sees a hook you know, in the in the in the window, you know, and then you know that's the end of it because everybody yep. goes ah, freaks out, <laughs> yeah. or you know, or like you know, the next day, you know, the the police come out to to find you know because the boy and girl they never go back home, and the police come out and they find the car and they find the boy dead and they find the girl dead and there's a hook hanging from the rearview mirror, mm -hmm. or you know, or there's scratches yeah. all over the car, you know, maybe they survived but there's scratches all over the car from the hook or right the roof or whatever but yeah always always these you know the hook was one of those scariest yeah. stories it really was to hear. it really was we told the story too i can't remember it might have been amy's um episode about you'd hear these stories about people coming out you know into the country and like mm -hmm. Bringing their tr their big trucks and driving them through front yards and you mm -hmm. know and 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 it, which was a scary idea as a kid because a lot of times you'd be home by yourself uh, the parents yeah. are out you know till you know who knows what time in the evening uh, on a Saturday night you're home by yourself all you got's a phone you only got you got one landline phone and yeah. uh, and then you know somebody comes out and does something like that it just uh, very creepy feeling and those types of stories you know like you said it's like something that you would tell at a sleepover or something like that or you know your babysitter would tell you you know just to kind of just play with you a little bit yeah and uh just enough to give you a little bit of like i don't think i want to go sleep by myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think i'll try to stay up for as long as i can you know yeah but yeah that's great man great stuff Another one of the classic of the, the I, I what I consider the babysitter type stories, um, is the uh, the one about the the little old lady who uh, you know she lives by herself and uh, she's you know she's got really bad vision and she's real old but she has this faithful dog usually like a poodle or a chihuahua that stays with her and accompanies her and is just always with her all the time and. Um, the, as part of the practice of when she goes to bed, um, she'll have her hand, one of her arms draped off to the side of the bed hanging down. And then the dog will be there on the floor and it will, you know, lick her hand, you know, when she, as she's drifting off to sleep. Cause it, I guess, you know, calms her down and, you know, whatever. That's their practice. That's their thing. It's, you know, so... <laughs> Then one night, again, crazy man, killer, serial killer, escapes from a lunatic asylum because it's always that. You it's got to be. It's got to be. And stormy night or whatever, you know. And so then it's the lady hears about it on the radio or on the news somehow. But she's not concerned. She's not worried about it. And then, you know, she goes to sleep and uh, she does the same thing where, you know, she puts her arm down and drifts off to sleep with the dog licking her hand. And then in the morning she awakes to find that her dog is dead. Oh. It's head twisted all the way around. And she finds a note, uh, you know, written is like, you know, 
well, who was it licking your hand? Or I guess it wasn't your dog licking your hand right. or something like that. To insinuate, <laughs> yeah. you know, that it's this crazy person yeah. that was licking her hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds like a weird fetish uh, thing. It does sound like a weird <laughs> fetish thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy how these things start. And, mm-hmm. uh, gosh, I'm thankful that we lived at a time when all these stories were, uh, were alive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun, man. Another one that I it's this one I've uh, I've referenced the punchline to, but I don't remember much of the story because I remember hearing it from a babysitter when I was really little, and um, it was I guess that maybe it was a crazy babysitter or something, or maybe it was another uh, escape lunatic escape from. I think it's probably. One or the other, but it was a lunatic escape from the insane asylum, or it was a crazy babysitter. But uh, the setup is, you know, the, the babysitter comes over, and the parents leave for a night on the town, and they come back, and then the babysitter's gone. But the parents go upstairs, and they see the kids, and they're, you know, in front of the TV. You know, they see the back of them from the couch, the back of their heads, and they're just sitting there watching the TV. And... The, the parent, you know, the mom goes and she calls him. She's talking to him and the kids aren't responding. And she's like, oh, they're just absorbed in whatever they're watching or whatever. And then she gets a little angry that they're not responding. They're ignoring her. And so she goes around and she looks, you know, she's like, goes, oh, why aren't you, you know, I'm, why aren't you talking when I talk to you or whatever, you know, as moms would say. And she walks around, she sees, and the kids their face is just SpaghettiOs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow their face has been mangled to where it looks like SpaghettiOs. That's great. And that just always freaked me out so much as a kid. And I don't know how that would happen at all, but it just stuck with yeah. me forever. I don't know who told me that story, but it just freaked me out forever. And that's just, you know, that's why I'm almost like, and their face looked like SpaghettiOs. That's crazy. That is funny. <laughs> I had... Do you remember the the movie Poltergeist? Oh, <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> when, you're, when you're telling that story, that kind of reminded me of that for some reason. Like when she's sitting there in front of the TV. Yes. Yeah. And it's just the snow, you know, yeah. and she's just like, oh, my gosh, man. I guess that, you know, it's funny how it, memories embed themselves because all those things are happening to you at the same time. Mm-hmm. It all kind of runs together. All those mm-hmm. stories and the movies, and then, you know, it's uh, it's just a crazy time. And then, of course, you know, the other crazy movies that came out at that time, at that time the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the Friday the 13th. And, mm-hmm. um, all, all those classic slasher films. Yeah, it was just a, a real ripe time to get those types of stories. And right before, you know, the the early days at least of the satanic panic, you know, and all that stuff. So it was there in the culture, it was bubbling up and it was Yeah, it was like it was weird stuff, too, man. because it was like because the the, the right winger like super conservative people hadn't caught quite caught on yet. Like they 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 didn't have something to to uh to 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 protest. Mm-hmm. And so there was a time period, a lull there, if you will, maybe a year or two before uh they got on board and started their thing but there was like some real great cinema being made at mm-hmm. that time you know mm-hmm. not that what they did or said had anything to do maybe it d- even made it better maybe in a way yeah because their protest because you know they would protest things like uh like you know like friday 13th or like yeah uh, uh um what was the um what was the big one, man, that people were so up in arms about? Jesus Christ Superstar? No, 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 no. The movie? Um, no, Last Temptation of Christ. Last Temptation of Christ, that was it. Yeah, Jesus Christ Superstar. People were, well, generally people were okay with it. But yeah, The Last Temptation of Christ, man, that I was. I remember a, that was like. It was a big. Oh my God, that's not going to play in our theater. Yeah, that was huge, you know, huge controversial. Big and time. stuff, yeah. But that was the time when it was all that all that stuff was happening, you know. <laughs> and then, of course, I was listening to super heavy music, and yeah. uh, you know, people just didn't ha- they didn't understand why you'd yeah. want to subject your brain to 
that, but it was so different than what we were getting yeah. normally in life yeah. that it was like, oh, well, this is interesting because it's something I don't really know much about and it's yeah. different. You know, it's different. Well, so. and also because it was forbidden, because it was taboo. Right. And because you are, you know, in your early, you know, your tween and a, and a teen, those are the things that you seek out because that's almost like some kind of forbidden knowledge. And that right. some kind of forbidden knowledge is somehow going to lead you more into adulthood. Right. You know, it's yeah. going to give you a leg up. But it's also, you know, because you're not supposed to see it, you know, makes you want to see it even more. Right. So, right. Kind of like the, um, the, you remember the old faces of death? Oh my gosh, do I yeah. ever. Never saw, I, I think I eventually saw one of those, but like I definitely didn't watch those. Those, no. man, those were hard to, I didn't watch, those were hardcore. Those I watched, hard to find I think those. I actually watched them, a couple of them for the first time, like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I was not willing to watch any of that. And it was one of the ones that I saw was the guy that was on PCP that gets gunned down in front right. of the. It's like a store, drug drugstore, something, yeah. man. But dude, they just unload like yeah. fifty shots into this guy, dude, and he just uh, keeps going. It, it was, but now it and now it's like, yeah, not a big deal. Like no, now it's news. Yeah, but in case you don't, in case you aren't familiar with uh, with Faces of Death, it was a, it was a movie series you know, a documentary kind of, of series and it was exploitation. Right. And what it was, it was real footage of people basically dying in all sorts of horrible ways. Mm-hmm. And there's also sometimes where they would like hack up animals and animal mutilation and stuff like that. And right. these were like, you know, things that happened there. Some of it was from around, it was, you know, places all over the world. And, you know, this is now, I mean, now you can, there's all sorts of websites and stuff right. that you know you and and on the in the news you can see terrible things like this you know yeah. um and it was one of those things that was like it was one of those things that people it was it was very very taboo and it was yeah, very it was, it, was very, sho- it was shock shock it was yeah very shock very and it was like one of those things that you know, you had to like know somebody who know somebody who fa- had like a fifth generation yeah. bootleg copy mm-hmm. on videotape, you know, and like I definitely was not interested in here in in seeing them, and um, and I think I eventually watched one just because, right? But much later in life, yeah, you know, just to see what it was all about, and I mean, much later, you know, in my twenties or something, yeah, because and was- I was. That was, in, that was in the eighties, right? I mean, yeah, that was yeah, in dude. the eighties. That was a long time ago, man. I mean, yeah. but that was sort of the age of the counterculture too, because mm-hmm. of the videotape. Now we could trade yep. something. Yep. You know, tape cassettes you could trade, and yep. you would get underground music. You'd get underground yep. videos. Yeah. And uh, there, there was a, there was a place for that. There was yeah. zines, which we've talked about mm-hmm. before. You could get into stuff that you really wanted to. That was sort of the rise of all that stuff. Yeah. The '80s was a big, big time for that. Yeah, it was. It was where we were first starting to have, you know, technology that would allow us to get our hands on uh, these kind of materials that would normally not be printed or published or put out, and it was kind of a um a backlash against the new conservative movement that was happening in our country with uh, Ronald Reagan being president that was a backlash to the 70s and 60s of the hippies movement you know and which and turned into the that, 70s of overindulgence which, right and then turned into the 80s of just say no everything is bad everything satan is live and everywhere and in everybody and everything satan is everywhere every it's in everything (laughs) like that was true it was so true like people just wanted to at least in our part of the world yeah our especially you know i mean in the bible belt it was just it was kind of like war for the Bible mm-hmm. Belt as oh. far as like generating like yeah. income and I mean everyone all these preachers had a 
had a satanic panic, you know, video library about this is how you can tell if your son is listening to, you know, uh, detrimental music, uh, you know, um, everyone had it. I mean, yeah, dude, I remember grab. I re- yeah, definitely. And I remember going to see uh, some guy who was like a famous, famous Satanist. And it was he had been, you know, associated with hard rock, heavy metal music. And some guy uh, with that you was, know, long hair. That was Jeff. Um, God dang it, man. Jeff. He, he sang in, in Black Sabbath and we came to Enid yeah, yeah, to watch yeah. the concert. Yeah. Jeff, oh my gosh, man! And you know what's funny about that? I was thinking about him like last year or something, and I went back and I did a Wikipedia search on him because I was like, okay, how involved in Black Sabbath was he really? Right. And really, he was not involved at all. You know right. what I mean? It was like yeah. it was a guy that they found when they thought that they were gonna try to get back together, and that never happened. And it was that kind of a deal. Yeah, yeah that's hilarious. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny that you you bring him up, man. Yeah, I can't remember. And his, I just I remember that I'm gonna you know, find his, him. His accounts have been, you know, were questioned later on, you know, the truthiness of it and stuff, which you know. Again, whatever, you know, but I definitely remember being going and, you know, watching that and seeing that and being, you know, titillated by the darkness or whatever, because, you know, Jeff Finholt, Jeff, sorry, Jeff Finholt. Yes. Yes. Oh, that is hilarious, man. Wow, dude. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Crazy. And he became a big time preacher, dude. Yes, he did. Yep, yep. And I'm not necessarily saying that uh, I, I'm not accusing him of being, uh, you know, questionable or phony or anything mm-hmm. like that. I'm just re- relating my own personal memories, um, you know, of what that experience was and in retrospect how I perceive it to be now. So, whatever. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, I'm not going to throw stones, you know. Oh, of course not. Of course but, not. Uh, but of yeah, course not. so crazy stuff man yeah yeah and oh oh and i guess you know i guess to round all of this out this is one of the all-time also all-time favorites um this is you know because there's a lot of them that involve cars you know mm-hmm. there's like you know you'll hear about a uh, a phantom car lights you know and um you know i remember when we were uh in high school that there was a rumor going around where there, as part of some gang initiation uh, a gang would flash their lights on you at night and if you flashed back then they would attack you oh, and right kill you and that was part of their gang initiation right right you know Whatever, you know, and stupid stuff, because I mean, at that point in time, I don't think there were really gangs in Oklahoma, but uh, right. not like not like people thought, you know, but right. this is whenever gang wars were happening in California. Right. And, you in know, New so York. there had to be, yeah, yeah, in New York, you know, so it had to be, you know, in Kingfisher, Oklahoma as well, um, you know, and there may have been some people that, you know, were in some kind of organized crime thing or whatever but they certainly weren't the bloods and the crimson yeah, so, right, for sure but anyway um one the classic urban legend with cars i think is um there's a lady who is uh she you know she goes to the gas station or she leaves work and she gets in her car and she's on the way to her car she notices this guy and he's, you know, he's following her, right? And it's like, maybe he's like a trucker or something like that, but he's following her. She gets in her car, and he gets in his car. And um, she takes off, and he follows her. And she does it's him, because she saw the car, and, you know, and he's like, you know, trails her for miles and miles and miles. And she's starting to get a little bit panicky because she's a single pretty lady and, you know, all this stuff. And there's this big scary man who's, you know, trailing her and trying to like flashing his lights at her and honking at her and all this stuff. And, um, you know, finally, you know, he, uh, she pulls over to like a gas station 
or whatever, and he runs up to his car, her car, and he pulls her out, and she's screaming and freaking out and, and crying and, you know, you know, rape, rape, whatever, and he's like, no, 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 calm down. It's like, there's a killer in the back seat. <laughs> oh, yeah. You yeah. remember that? With, yeah, oh, there, yeah. You know, he saw the guy, you know, get in the in in the back seat when she wasn't looking and it was another escape convict yeah, maybe right. he had a look for him maybe not it was the scary the guy who th- she thought was trying to kill her and scare her or whatever he was the one who saved her right right <laughs> that, that one so that was another favorite of mine That's you know because the killers in the back seat because it's scary great. because i mean i mean and especially that's going to be scary for a woman you know because you know i but i still you know there are times where i'm driving along at night and I'm just like, get that weird feeling or whatever, <laughs> and I like look back, look back, and like just to make sure there's not a killer in the right. back seat. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, you do do that. I do that sometimes at night. Yeah. You talk about the the lady that you know hang her mm-hmm. her hand over the bed. I yeah, won't do yeah. that. I won't do that just because I, I, the possibilities. Right, right. It, it's possible. Well, it could be, uh, you know, somebody could lick your hand. Uh, yeah, that's true. I just don't want to give him a hand a lick, you know. There you go. Yeah, I just don't want to give him a hand a lick. That's <laughs> the title of this episode. <laughs> oh man! Oh. oh, I just remembered another one. Where, uh, short. This is another short thing, and then we can just kind of wrap it up. But uh, there's the there was the the warning people at the mall that always look underneath your car mm. because I there have been say people. That. That's there have right. been people out at the mall, and they've got knives, and they'll cut your Achilles yes. tendon so you can't run away, and then they'll steal you and rape you and kill you and whatever. So, yes, you yeah, know, that maybe actually, that happened once, but you know. Well, so my daughter went to school; uh, she went off mm-hmm. to college, and that was actually that was one of my tactics to kind of get her to understand to to you know pay attention to your surroundings. Right. Was I told her that story because I'm like, you, you know, if you walk up to your car, you know, I want you to look under your car, make sure that no one is under there just to sort of safe practice, you know, as an an adult, you know, you you need to watch out for for those things because, yeah, for sure. You never know. People do crazy things and I watch crazy shows. So my mind always goes to worst case scenario. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it doesn't help that uh, we like this, this weird kind of thing. We like <laughs> true crime, <laughs> right? And true crime podcasts and documentaries and all that stuff. And yeah, everything's a but, possibility, you know. Yeah, it's always it, man. My dad instilled in us early on: it's better safe than sorry. That's right. You know, always, always, always. And I live by that. You know, for the most part all my life so so yeah so no dogs because if i know that if i don't have a dog i definitely know that my hand is going to be licked by a person so (laughs) that's true and i'm not you know no kink shaming but i'm not into that of course so (laughs) well i mean you know who knows i i've never really had that happen to me so maybe you know yeah i don't know i'm just gonna say that i'm probably not it's never too late yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that was kind of a fun uh, wandering down nostalgic, nostalgia lane, memory lane, whatever we want to call it. Um, that was fun. So, uh, thanks for listening for, to this off-topic episode, but on-topic episode, but you know, related episode. And uh, tune in as usual every week for our regular podcast broadcast uh, every Tuesday. Uh, at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Time. That's when a new episode is available of the What's Your Weird Story podcast. And uh, just remember, be safe. Be weird. And their face was SpaghettiOs! <laughs> As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe.
be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.